This is Ed Mazur, Chairman Emeritus of the City Club of Chicago. Our speaker today was the CEO of the Metropolitan Pier and Exposition Authority, Loretta Clark. She is a 30-year employee of the Metropolitan Pier and Exposition Authority. She's the first African-American to hold that post. She's the former CFO, a graduate of Loyola University and Kellogg Management School at Northwestern University. McCormick Place Pier and Exposition Authority manages four buildings, a north, a south, a west, and the Lakeside Center. Two hotels, a Marriott and a Hyatt Regency. They also manage the Wintrust Arena, where DePaul men's and women's teams play basketball, and the professional Chicago Sky plays basketball. They also own their own energy center. The MPEA also owns Navy Pier, but they're not involved in the day-to-day running of Navy Pier. In effect, the MPEA under Loretta Clark is the landlord of Navy Pier. The McCormick Place Convention Center, known as McCormick Square, is the largest convention center in North America. They have 2.6 million square feet of exhibition space. They host 3 million guests every year. The two hotels have 3,000 rooms that are attended by people who come to conventions here, and Wintrust Arena seats 10,000 people. McCormick Place was closed from March of 2020 through June of 2021 because of COVID. But CEO Clark said that they have reopened successfully. Between July of 2021 and August of 2022, more than 107 events were held. 1.3 million attendees, $1.4 billion of economic impact for the city of Chicago and state of Illinois, and more than $107 million in taxes paid to the city of Chicago. Travelers are returning and generating revenue that will allow MPA to grow and prosper and add to the economic engine that its mission is for the city of Chicago, state of Illinois, and the surrounding area. She finished her comments by talking about a new future for the Lakeside Center, a redevelopment opportunity. This is where Airy Crown Theater is, a 44,000-square-foot ballroom, 30,000-square-foot kitchen, more than 40 meeting rooms with direct access to lake. The MPA is soliciting RFIs, ideas, not a request for a proposal, but ideas, to create a new experience, including a variety of amenities for those who come to the city of Chicago. The mission of the MPEA, created by the Illinois legislature, is to strengthen the economy of Illinois and the region and Chicago at large. And this is the next challenge for the Metropolitan Pier Exposition Authority folks. Today, we've got a great lineup for you, and uh, it is going to be headlined by the one and only Loretta Clark. And these these intros are easy for me. I like this. Loretta, what I love most, Loretta born and bred in Chicago. So she's a Chicagoan through and through. That's kind of all you need, right? But she's done so much uh, in that time and she, obviously, currently, as the, the CEO of the MPEA, the Metropolitan Pure and Exposition Authority, um, not only that, she was the first African-American woman to hold, to hold that post. There, there seems to be a, uh, a theme here with women in leadership. And uh, it's great to see so much of that happening in our, in our great city. Um, and just looking around this table right here, uh, really incredible. So thank you, all of you, for being here. Thank you, Loretta, for your leadership at McCormick Place. Uh, she's been there not just as CEO. She was there for years uh, and years as, as the CFO uh, in a number of other financial positions. I know under leadership also of Lori Healy. Uh, and, and thank God you were because now Loretta came in two months before uh, pandemic hit, before anyone knew what COVID was. And... Uh, Clearly, uh, McCormick Place and, and MPEA was was in, on solid ground um, because of all of their work leading up to that, certainly not knowing what was coming. But 
um, but appreciate the leadership that uh, that that took to not only get to that point, but then take it and move it forward in in quite quite a difficult uh, couple of years. But now we're moving forward, and we have all sorts of great things uh, to hear about, and things are buzzing. I'm a neighbor down in the South Loop, and this last couple of weeks were incredible with uh, with all the activities. So hopefully, we'll hear a little bit about that. Um, and so much more to come that I think we're going to hear about now. Um, so I graduated Loyola University, Chicago, again, uh, in Northwestern's Kellogg School. Loretta grew up in West Garfield Park. Now, this is something we don't have in common. She was the class valedictorian <laughs> at Austin High School. I'm still trying to get Ignatius to prove that I have a diploma. Um, <laughs> But she's, she's my neighbor, she's my friend, she's a great friend of the City Club and a great leader in the City of Chicago. Uh, please welcome Loretta Clark. Don't leave yet, Dan. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I just want to thank you all for, for being here for this wonderful Turnout, and I'd like to start by asking you to give yourselves a hand. So just a little token of our appreciation, I'm asking Dan to stand here with me now because I want to start with a pop quiz. I promise there will be gifts, and I don't think that it's too difficult. So. Is this your way of avoiding the Q&A later? <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe. It depends on how long I take. Um, so before I begin, first of all, I want to acknowledge Lori Healy, who was, was my CEO. Um, she's been such a wonderful supporter, and Lori, I just personally want to thank you. I'm not sure how far up the, the chain I would have gone without your support and your uh, continued backing. I need your, I continue to need your help. So before I do the pop quiz, we have an MPEA table that includes staff and board members and ASM Global. You cannot answer. <laughs> Lori, Marilyn, you cannot answer either because you, you probably know, <laughs> I know, you probably know the answer. Um, the, the, uh, gifts will be distributed at the end. So you probably have to stay to the end if you win, if you want to get your, your you gift. Need to be present. <laughs> okay. Question number one. Okay. Which of these locations are not located on the McCormick Square campus? Wait, so I get the answers. You're not supposed to, but since you're standing oh, here okay. looking so at them. All of you. <laughs> yeah, I, so you got to test whoever wants to answer. It's, uh, a, B, C, or D? Okay, I need one right. person. And you I, get to Sam, choose who. I saw who. a hand go up. Now, like school, raise your hand. You have to I choose who Sam's gets to go. C. Sam, Sam Boyan says C. Any, any other answers? No. None of the above. None of the above. <laughs> a. A. All right, the answer is A. <laughs> To phone a friend next time. Folks. I know, right? So from the top right, we have the TAP, which is a multi-use space run by the Hyatt. And you probably are not familiar with it because it opened in March of 2020, right when the pandemic began. But it's a wonderful space that's used for private events. Um, it's also a gathering point for coffee, lunch, or cocktails, depending on what's happening with the event. On the bottom right is our rooftop garden. Uh, it produces... 8,000 pounds of produce, including hops, which we use to make our MPEA ale. Uh, it's also known as McCormick Place Everyday Ale. Lori Healy introduced this when she was CEO. We partnered with Brickstone from Kankakee to brew the, the beer. And then finally on the bottom left, you can see the 33, level 33 in our Marriott Marquis Chicago. It is an event space with phenomenal views of the city of Chicago. All right. Question number two. In 2019, how many trucks used the marshalling yards on our campus? 12,358, 17,890, 27,359, or 35,477? Looking for hands. C. C. We'll just keep going until I get the right answer. Yeah. Jill. D. 
I think we've got it. And the answer is D, 35,477. <laughs> I know, it's from the same table. The table gets a prize. The fact is that the marshalling yards are much more than a parking lot. In 2019, more than 35,000 trucks used our marshalling yards, and their proximity to our campus is a competitive advantage for McCormick Place. Last week, as Dan just mentioned, we hosted the International Manufacturing Technology Show, which is IMTS for short. That brought in nearly 100,000 people. That's why Dan and many of you probably couldn't get to wherever you were going because <laughs> the streets were packed. There were about 7,000 trucks on site. The show is actually still moving out right now, so we don't have the final numbers yet. However, the last time they were here, they had 5,700 trailers that used the marshalling yards during the show. All right, question number three. Samir, you can't answer this one. What is MPEA? A unit of city government, state government, a municipal corporation, or none of the above? I'm hearing a lot of D's. I get a hand. Anyone who's pretty certain. It's not D. Okay. You can't answer, oh, Lori. Lori can't answer. Who said C? We're getting some C's. I He's, think Scott Goodman's got a C for Oh, us. there's a C right there. He said. Okay. I'm, no offense, Scott, but <laughs> you're correct. MPA is a municipal corporation governed by a nine-person board of directors. Four of those members are appointed by the governor and four by the mayor of Chicago. And then our board selects the chairperson, who is the ninth board member. I just want you to know, you know, there's some procurement questions probably, but we do adhere to the same requirements as other public bodies as it relates to procurement and transparency, et cetera. And then our final question. We know that Chicago has the best skilled trades people in the country. How many unions operate on the McCormick Square campus? 23, 29, 31, or 36? No, not C. We got an A. Another, another right answer. All right, it's A, it's 23. We actually have 23 unions who work on our campus, and three quarters of our employees are represented but that's just a fraction of the labor represented on our campus. Pre-COVID, our shows and vendors contracted about 3.9 million hours of, lab of union labor. Our workforce is recognized as some of the most talented in the industry and is highly sought after. We are very proud to have a strong working relationship with our labor partners. And I'd ask any of our labor partners, just right now quickly, if you would just stand so we can see how many of our labor partners are here. That, that is amazing. That is wonderful, and we really appreciate it. Can I be excused? Yes, you may. Okay. We appreciate that they share our commitment to diversity and inclusion. In fact, I'd like to introduce Kathy Goodwin, Kathy, would you mind standing, please, just for a moment? Thank you, Kathy. You may be seated. Kathy is a member of Plumbers Local 130, and she was recently promoted to be the plumbing superintendent for our campus. Kathy, Kathy manages an outstanding team who is responsible for all of the sinks, the water fountains, the bathrooms, and the faucets across our campus. So that concludes our, our little uh, uh, prize giveaway. We're going to uh, give those prizes away at the end. Uh, we've got an example of what those will be. There's some great Chicago Sky merchandise. There's an MPEA blanket and hat for the winter a sample of our MPEA L, and a technology kit with speakers. And then finally, from our rooftop garden, you have your very own super green growing kit from the rooftop garden. So thank you. And Dan, thanks for your help. So first of all, again, I'd like to thank you for having me here today. Um, I am very excited to share with you where McCormick Place stands post-COVID, and more importantly, where we're headed. 
But before I dive into that, I do want to acknowledge a few special people. Um, first of all, as you know, we have a board of directors, as I mentioned, and I believe we have Don Villar. Is Don here today? Uh, Don Villar, our vice chair. We have Jorge Ramirez, our secretary treasurer. Um, Don uh, and Jorge and Juan Morado Jr. Would you all stand quickly? And then uh, I think that Sherman Wright is here. And we also have Dr. Sonnet Bernecker Hart here. And don't let her fool you. She, uh, she owns Coval, so anyone who knows that name knows what she does for a living. And we have our long-term, uh, long-time board member who recently stepped down, Judge Roger Kiley. Roger Kiley, thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Their support and counsel have been invaluable to me. Uh, I already mentioned Kathy, but I'd also like quickly the MPEA and McCormick Place and Marriott and Hyatt teams to just stand so that everyone could see what our campus consists of. Wow. They are the heart and soul of our operations and they make my job easier. So thank you all. I'd like to start with a quick snapshot of our campus. I've been with MPA for more than 30 years. It's been much more than that, but I just told her to stop at 30 years. <laughs> and I became CEO about two and a half years ago, which, if you do the math, was a few weeks before COVID. In the time that I've been with McCormick Place, we've seen amazing changes. Today, McCormick Place, the actual convention center, is comprised of four buildings, Lakeside Center, the North Building, the South Building, and the West Building. In addition to McCormick Place, MPA owns two hotels, Marriott Marquis Chicago and the Hyatt Regency McCormick Place. Uh, Marriott is Marriott Corporate's largest marquee U.S. hotel. MPA also owns the Wintrust Arena, which hosted the NBA Draft Combine for the second year in a row. The, the Wintrust also hosts the DePaul men's and women's basketball teams and is home to the WNBA Chicago Sky. We also own, which many of you may not know, I know Jill knows that, we own our own energy center, which supplies chilled water and steam for cooling and heating the entire McCormick Place campus. Not shown on the map are the marshalling yards, the very busy marshalling yards. What also is not on the map is Navy Pier, and I want to thank Marilyn Gardner for being here today. MPEA owns Navy Pier, but we are not involved in the day-to-day -day operations of Navy Pier. We are essentially the landlord. I get a lot of folks asking me for tickets for Navy Pier, so <laughs> I just want to let them know right now I am not the person. <laughs> As you may recall, in 2010, uh, the legislature uh, made many re reforms to the MPEA statute. And one of them was the opportunity to privatize Navy Pier operations. And I think Marilyn and her team have done a great job of growing uh, Navy Pier and creating such a wonderful destination for Chicago. Now, McCormick Place is the largest convention center in North America. Our closest competitors are Las Vegas and Orlando. But in reality, we compete with cities all over the country and over the world. Because McCormick Place is the largest and most flexible center in North America, we host some of the world's largest events. These are days, there are days on this campus when nearly every single space is used for major events, like the event that we just held. I'll share with you some encouraging numbers in just a few moments, but I want to give you an idea of the size uh, and scale of our impact. We have 2.6 million square feet of exhibition space. We welcome nearly 3 million guests each year, and there are 3,000, almost 3,000 rooms, hotel rooms attached to our campus. So folks never have to go outside. If they're on our campus, they can just go straight to their hotel of choice. We're also an entertainment destination within Chicago. We have the largest theater in Chicago, which is the Airy Crown Theater, and we also have the Wintrust Arena. Now, MPEA's mission is to bring meetings, conventions, trade shows, uh, and events to Illinois, 
to create economic opportunities. The visitors that come to Chicago for a convention or trade show are staying in our hotels, eating in our restaurants, taking taxis and ride shares, and importantly, generating millions of dollars in much-needed tax revenue for the city and the state. Pre-COVID, an estimated 15% of all hotel and motel industry sector employment in Chicago was attributed to McCormick Place Convention facilities and associated businesses. We understand the importance of our operation to the health of the local economy. Now, the impact of COVID was devastating. We were closed from March 2020 until June 2021. I am incredibly pleased to report that McCormick Place has reopened and reopened successfully. As I mentioned before the pandemic, McCormick Place was responsible for $1.9 billion in total economic impact annually. In 2018, the campus directly generated $151 million in local and state taxes. And statewide, McCormick Place operations is responsible for 17,450 jobs. This data is based on an economic impact study conducted by the University of Illinois using actual data from our 2018 operations. We have a strong financial discipline. I think that's why some of our board members said that I was the right person for the COVID period because I was previously the CFO. Uh, I can't take all the credit, though. At this point, our pensions are 93% funded. <laughs> our reopening exceeded our expectations in every way. If we look at it by the numbers, at the convention center alone, we had 107 events with 1.2 million guests. These events generated an estimated $1.38 billion in economic impact and $107 million in state and local taxes. If you add in the activities at the Wind Trust Arena and the Airy Crown Theater and our hotels, we have, we've had 228 events with $1.65 million in economic impact. Now, what does that mean for the city and the state? It means that more than 2,500 people are back at work. Now, these are only the people who work directly on our campus. It does not include the thousands of people whose employment is connected to McCormick Place. That economic impact study showed that for every 10 jobs directly on our campus, we create five more. This is an incredibly important number for me personally, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Over the years, MPEA issued, this is for uh, all of my investment bankers in the room, over the years, MPEA issued bonds to fund the buildings uh, of our facilities, on our facilities. The debt service for those bonds are supported by state sales taxes. So if MPEA's taxes cannot pay the debt service, then the state has to pay. MPEA tax collections fell short of what was required last year, and there was an unreimbursed draw of $10 million. I am happy to announce, though, that this unreimbursed draw has been fully repaid to the state two years ahead of when we expected it to be. And in addition, <laughs> thank you. Yes, that's awesome. And uh, we have a $30 million reserve that was fully exhausted, that has also been replenished. So this is good news for MPEA, but it's also good news for the city and the state. It shows that travelers are returning and they're generating the much needed hotel, restaurant, airport departure, and car rental taxes that support our bonds. It also shows that they are willing to get back out there and attend these events, which was something that was questioned during the pandemic. Now, the events since reopening, these are just a sampling of all of the events that have happened since reopening. And as you may see, they reflect the diversity of our clients from corporate entities like Morningstar or the Experiential Marketing Summit to associations like 
WEFTEC, which is Water Environment, or NACS, to sports. We can't forget the amazing run that the Chicago Sky had. And, of course, public events, like some of our favorites, might be C2E2. I don't know if you remember that one. And then, in addition, we also held the CBD Export Show. Just last week, as I mentioned, we had IMTS back with almost 100,000 people. I know one question we struggled with was what to expect when shows returned. We've been extremely pleased and happy with the first year plus, especially given the realities of the pandemic. Keep in mind that even after the initial surge, international travel was banned until the middle of November by the U.S. government. Um, we experienced two surges. We also we had Delta and Omicron. And then there were still some strict requirements for international travels from other countries. So with given all that, you know, we had a mask mandate. Uh, we had a vaccine requirement for indoor dining. All of that impacted us and all of our partners. So given that, the numbers were a lot, a little lower than we expected. And then we had pre-COVID. The events came in uh, slower or lower, but overall, we saw on average 65% of their forecasted attendance came through those events that happened since we reopened. Now, looking forward, um, the schedule for the rest of the year is very busy. For example, in the next few months, we have the American Heart Association with 15,000 attendees. PAC Expo with 64,000 attendees, American Academy of Ophthalmology with 24,000 attendees, ISSA with 16,000 attendees. We also have the Radiological Society of North America with 60,000 attendees, Rockwell Automation with 15,000, the American Geophysical Association, that's a much coveted show nationwide with 25,000 attendees. And then we close the year out with the Muslim American Society's convention in December. It's called MASCON. Those events alone are almost a quarter of a million people. And it's not an exhaustive list. From now until the end of the year, we have 31 events with more than 570,000 attendees. That's almost as many people as those that live in Baltimore. This will bring $789 million in economic impact. And 2023 is also looking good. We have 112 events on the books with estimated attendance with just under 2.3 million attendees and estimated economic impact of $1.7 billion. So we're almost up to our pre-COVID levels. Now, those are only confirmed events. We know that there are more to come. We've got sales teams working feverishly between Chew Chicago and our sales teams on campus. They're working feverishly to bring in those additional events. I also mentioned the return of jobs. This is particularly close to my heart. Every single day during COVID, I was cognizant of the fact that our closure had a great impact on many, on thousands of families. I live in the South Loop and I saw the closed restaurants and the empty streets. I don't, I can't even begin to tell you how happy I was when I had to stand in line to get seated at one of our neighborhood restaurants. I'm so glad that many of them were able to reopen. During an average month, we have about 3,000 employees on our campus. Half of those are full-time employees. This does change from month to month, but month to month, but not as much as you might imagine. We have events on our campus every month. In fact, some of our largest events are held during the times when many of you may want to go somewhere else during the winter months. Uh, We have the Radiological Society of North America in November slash December, Chicago Auto Show in February, Chicago Dental Society, and many other events that meet during the months of December, January, and February. Another thing I wanted to mention is that our campus is reflective of Chicago. Campus-wide, we are approximately 75% people of color and 44% female. And almost 60% are residents of Chicago, with many of them coming from nearby neighborhoods. 
I'm especially proud of our management team. I like members of the MPEA management team to stand. Um, Matt, Jason, Jeanette, Stephanie, Dow, Gloria, thank you. We have an amazing management team. We, I think we only have 35 to 40 employees, depending on, on the day. Um, and that team does a phenomenal job of pulling everything together and working with our representatives mm -hmm. from ASM Global. David Costin, would you stand? David is the general manager of McCormick Place. And then uh, Catherine Maroig, would you stand? She's the general manager of the Marriott Marquis Chicago. And Dave Jacobs, would you stand quickly? Dave is the general manager of the Hyatt McCormick Place. And I don't know if you know David Kennedy. I, I think David Kennedy has the biggest Rolodex in, in Chicago. David Kennedy is in charge of the Trust Arena. David, will you stand? I know you. I saw you earlier. There he is. <laughs> I, I, I asked David, does, you know, certain people, influential people, I said, do you need their number? He said, no, I already have it. <laughs> so if there's ever a person to know, it's David Kennedy, especially if you want to get to a, a Chicago Sky game or a DePaul game or something. Um, all right, let me get back on, on track here. I mentioned that I have been an MPA for more than 30 years. And I am not unique. We have many folks on staff. We have some that have been there, not just on staff, but folks that are working on our campus. We have folks in, in housekeeping. I know Globe Charters is here. Uh, we have people uh, with our standard parking operation, uh, I think it's SP Plus now. We have many people that have worked on our campus for over 40 years, which is amazing to me. Uh, we strive to be a place where people can start and build their careers. Two of our partnerships that help us achieve that goal is Hire 360 and the Unite Here Culinary Hospitality Institute. These programs help create opportunities and position people for success. We are happy to be their partners. Another uh, item that I wanted to note is local supplier diversity. In fiscal year 21, 43% of our spending was with women and minority-owned businesses. We have a very deep and long-standing commitment to working with a diverse base of, of suppliers across the board. For example, more than 40% of our management contracts and nearly 25% of our professional service contracts are with MBE and WBE firms. We also have a commitment to local supplier diversity. A few years ago, we actively began reaching out to local restaurants. Mm. Chicago is known for its great food, and we wanted to make sure our attendees have an opportunity to taste Chicago, even if for some reason they don't have a chance to leave the convention center. For example, consider baked goods. We feed a lot of people each year. One of our providers is Poppy's Dough. It's located 10 minutes from the campus and is a woman-owned business. We also buy bread from the Black Bread Company. This is the first ever Black-owned sliced bread company in the world. The firm is owned and operated by three folks that were friends from the south side of Chicago. Our commitment to uh, diverse suppliers goes far beyond food. We use companies like Fellowship Fleets, for transportation and RB Pest Control Pest Solutions, which are both minority-owned companies. We recently committed, and this is one of the projects that we were able to complete during the pandemic, a $40 million lighting and energy efficiency upgrade. And we worked with several MBE and WBE firms like Everlights. That project kept many of our uh, trades folks working during the pandemic, and I'm very proud of it, and I'm, I'm very proud that our customers really appreciate the lighting efficiencies that we have achieved. So now, what's next for McCormick Place? There's a lot happening at McCormick Place, but we are in a highly competitive marketplace. We're not just competing against Orlando and Las Vegas. We're competing against Indianapolis and San Antonio. We're also complete, competing against Singapore and Barcelona. We need to stay fresh 
and we need to stay at the top of our game. There is a lot to, to staying competitive. But today I want to talk a little bit about one very important and very exciting new initiative, Lakeside Center, and reimagining it. Last week, we issued a request for information. I wanted to call it a request for ideas, but I was overruled. So we're calling it Reimagine Lakeside Center. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am about this. This was one of the things that I wanted to accomplish uh, when I was originally appointed as CEO. However, as you all know, COVID kind of delayed those plans a little bit, but now we can move forward. Lakeside Center is an iconic building located on one of the most desirable pieces of real estate in the city of Chicago, perhaps even the country. It's on Lake Michigan. It's on a campus that already attracts millions of people. It's on the Lakefront Trail where hundreds of thousands of or more people pass by each year. It's adjacent to the museum campus. It's near Chinatown. It's near Bronzeville. It's near the South Loop. The access is amazing, right off the highway. Parking is on site and a few minutes from the metro station, which is, by the way, located inside of McCormick Place. You walk a little further, we're close to the green line and the red line, and there's several bus ride routes nearby. Now, inside Lakeside Center, there's a 30,000 square foot commercial kitchen, a 4,000 seat theater, which you all know as Airy Crown Theater, a 44,000 square foot ballroom. There are 40 meeting rooms and then more than half a million square feet of exhibition space. Plus, we have a landscaped terrace and we have direct access to the lake. What an amazing canvas to have. Now, the RFI is requesting complimentary and revenue-generating uses for Lakeside Center. We are asking for the world. We, we know that we may not get everything we want, but we're looking for those ideas. The intention of the RSI is to solicit ideas that will provide added value to convention delegates and their guests, added value to the authority, and to maintain, to maintain MPA's competitive standing as a location for conventions, meetings, and events. The intention is not to demolish Lakeside Center or to end all convention business. We will need to replace any space that is lost. So I'd like you like to, you to imagine the possibilities. Imagine a group of friends planning a night out in Chicago. They leave Valparaiso, Indiana, hop on the South Shore Line, and in about 40 minutes, they get off at the metro station inside McCormick Place, and then a quick walk over to Lakeside Center. They could grab dinner on the terrace or take a, a water taxi over to, uh, to Northerly Island, uh, for a concert before heading home. Imagine a convention delegate coming into Chicago and bringing their family to make a weekend of it. While she's attending sessions, her family can take that same water taxi over to Navy Pier, or they can rent bikes or scooters or Segways on site and then head down to the Lakefront Trail and go to our many museums. The possibilities are endless. Dining on the lakefront, could you imagine that? The views are magnificent. Think about the traffic on the lakes, lakes uh, front trail, providing a new retail option to rent bikes and start tours. The McCormick Place Bird Sanctuary, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with that, but it does provide uh, often, uh, awesome views of nature right from right next to Lakeside Center. We can get even more creative. Let's just think about the roof for a moment. This should have been one of my questions. It's a very big roof. It is almost 19 acres. For reference, the Maggie Daly Park is about 20 acres. What about a helipad or movies on the rooftop? I know Scott Goodman is taking notes. I see him over there. <laughs> With this RFI, we want to be inclusive and solicit ideas from a variety of sources. That's why we started with an RFI instead of an RFP. In fact, we sent the RFI to architecture and urban planning schools across the region. So hopefully they can 
get their think tanks together and provide us with some ideas. We also want to make sure that the RFI complements and contributes to the local community. We would encourage neighbors to submit their ideas, and we specifically call out the report from the museum, the mayor's working group on the museum campus. One of the greatest assets of Chicago is our cultural attractions. The museum campus is truly a gem. We intend for our plan for Lakeside Center to align with the goals of the working group and potentially and hopefully be integrated into it so that our lakeshore will seem like one seamless project. We will keep our customers in mind at the top of our mind as we go through this process, and we also welcome ideas from them. We know that attendees and delegates are, ex these days, they're seeking experiences. They don't just want to go to a convention. They want an experience, and they want amenities. So we hope that through this project, we can create that environment for them. With people wanting other ideas, people having more flexibility to work remotely, we may see more spouses coming along to make the convention an extended uh, weekend. Bleisure, as they call it. So modeled after co-working locations, having some something like that on site at McCormick Place may be a good idea. It would benefit attendees as well as any guests that are joining them. Now, I want to be crystal clear on one point. Our customers have been and will continue to be top of mind in this process. Lakeside Center is critical to our campus. We cannot afford to lose that significant space without replacing it. So if we receive proposals or ideas to replace it, we will, we, I mean, to, to lose the space, we will expect to have a proposal to replace it. I also want to take this opportunity to address some myths about Lakeside Center. It is the oldest building on the campus. It does have deferred maintenance, but is regularly used by our customers. Some customers prefer Lakeside Center to the newer West Building simply because it's directly connected to the North and the South Buildings. In the next decade, there are already about 250 events scheduled in Lakeside Center or Airy Crown Theater. This represents about $12 billion in economic impact. We don't want to lose that. We want to increase it. You can see what the schedule looks like uh, for the last few months. And there are also a few pictures there from some recent events. One fun fact is that this year we hosted both President Biden and Vice President Harris in Lakeside Center. Just a quick note about our infrastructure. I mentioned this a little earlier. Lakeside Center houses critical infrastructure for our campus. This includes the 30,000 square foot kitchen, which is used to provide catering for other buildings on our campus. It also contains a significant part of our mechanical infrastructure, which includes IT, telecommunications, and our cooling systems. All of those are very important to us. So, of course, if we lose those, we need to replace them. The RFI responses are due in December. So between now and then, we will be soliciting input from customers and neighbors, developers, architects, schools, whoever wants to provide input. We don't have an ideal response. We've heard about a lot of ideas. I've mentioned some of them to you already. Um, and they are very intriguing. We also believe that there are other ideas out there that we haven't heard of. Our hope is that as we wade through all of the great, amazing, and inspiring submissions, we will be able to narrow it down, and then we will be able to actually issue an RFP for a new project next year. I would like to ask all of your help in spreading the word about this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And then I'd like to close where I began with our mission. MPEA was created by Illinois statute. We were created to generate economic opportunity for the city and the state. We are here to create jobs. We are here to strengthen the economy. Every one of us on our campus are acutely aware of this responsibility. 
Navigating through COVID was incredibly challenging, but the hardest thing for all of us was knowing that the impact of the closure of McCormick Place extended far beyond the borders of our campus. We're thrilled to be back. We're thrilled to be focused on the future and are excited to see what comes next. Thank you. I'll give you a, a second to have a sip of water and catch your breath because I did not mention earlier, uh, if you have questions, please, there are, uh, there should be sheets on, uh, on your table that you can write down the question and we've got some staff around here that can come and, and pick them up. So we do have some pre-submitted questions we'll start with, but please, if you do have any questions for Luria that she hasn't answered in that perfectly uh, stated uh, remarks, then please bring those up, or you can just kind of send them up this way, and we'll figure it out. Um, great. Well, thank you. Those are those numbers are amazing. Those weren't even skinny Sheehan numbers. No, so they were real numbers. So skinny. I bet you were were. Uh, it's way higher than that, even right. <laughs> and more to come, right? Um, so, in uh, keeping now, we are changing a couple of our city club traditions, but in keeping with. One of them. I will uh, start with a question that was submitted by a member and take this commercial opportunity to mention if you're not a member, please, it's very easy and it's very inexpensive at this point. And uh, uh, please go to our website and uh, join us again and, and join us as a member. And then we'll be sure to answer your, your or ask your question. So this comes from Ed Backrack, who's an individual member. He's uh, from the New Chicago Way. And you address this a little bit, but uh, MPA currently owes over $4.6 billion in long-term debt. This debt is not secured by the assets. Is the debt guaranteed in full by the state of Illinois? If it is not, what prevents bondholders from loss on default. Wow, that sounds like a CFO question. Uh, Jason Borman, our CFO. Our, our debt is backed by the MPEA assets, which are our buildings that, you know, that's where we use to build the, 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 uh, the total infrastructure that we have. But yes, the state of Illinois backs our bonds. So MPEA receives uh, hotel taxes, food and beverage taxes, airport departure taxes, and car rental taxes. We get a portion of those taxes to repay our debt. So every time our debt service payments are due, uh, that's what I referred to a little while ago where we were um, $10 million short this past year. But I think it's on average it's about $160 $1,650 million annually. So that means that we did produce that 140 to $50 million that we needed to pay to pay our, our debt. If we don't have it, yes, the state backs us with their sales taxes. It's basically a loan, though, because the way our statute is written is that we repay that in the future whenever we have surplus taxes. And that's how we were able to pay it this time. Great. Thank you. A, uh, another member, although you didn't check the box, Lynn. I know you're a member, though. Lynn Osmond from Two Chicago, our new, uh, new head of Two Chicago. And it's, it, this is a softball. Come on. <laughs> no, could you explain? Because this is, this is a good one that, that uh, a lot of people don't quite understand the difference between Two Chicago and MPEA. So could you explain the relationship between Two Chicago and MPEA? Um, that, I'll leave it at that. All right. So MPA statute requires us to hire a marketing firm that's located in Chicago. And uh, Matt, I know I'm not saying the legalese properly, but basically that's what it is. So Choose Chicago, MPEA hires Choose Chicago to market McCormick Place. And that's our relationship. And everyone's focus is clearly on bringing more of these, what do we call it, heads, heads and beds and... Uh, Keep people coming to Chicago and spending money. All right, so I've got, uh, there were a couple different questions about current procurement opportunities, which you did touch on, and I, I know you may be limited in what you can say, but could you take a moment just to update us on the management and food service contracts, uh, yeah, and if there will be more opportunity for local participation? For the management contract, um, 
We are, well, both of those, I believe, are still open procurements. I hate saying this because I hate it when people do this to me. So that's where I have to go to my municipal corp hat and say, I can't really say much about it. Um, But we will be, in the near future, our board will be making some decisions. Um, So that actually answers both the management contract and the food service contract. If for some reason there are opportunities, we will... uh, uh, will invite and include whoever from the local community may want to propose on either of those contracts. All right, we've got three more. I think we've got time for one more. So any any other questions out there, um, please send them on up, and it better be really good because these are a couple of good ones. Uh, what? Do, okay, this is... Uh, you, do, you don't get to pick. I'm sorry. We have rules here. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, you're 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 the uh, the finance expert with the influx of federal money, uh, the infrastructure stimulus. Um, will the MPA see any of that? Uh, will your basically will your uh, city funding or state funding be increased because of that that new influx of federal money? We um, well, first of all, we we don't get any city funding, but we definitely have support. We've got our Deputy Mayor here, Samir, so we got the support of the city. Um, from a state funding standpoint, we did receive a $15 million incentive fund grant. That was one of the things that I went to the legislature to request. And we use that, we're using that to, uh, to offset the cost of events coming to Chicago and to put us on a more competitive ground with Orlando and, and uh, Las Vegas and some of the other places. So we can offer that to our guests, our customers, our shows, um, their requirements for it. They have to bring in so many people into the, the, the hotels, into the city. Um, but that $15 million, I do believe, at least for this year, is coming from ARPA funds. Great. And since you are so thorough, you did address some of this, but... Um you might want to expand a little bit. Uh, this is from Charles uh, Charles Glenn uh, from Show Strategy. What is MPEA's DEI plan for general services contractors? That's a good. That's a good question. Um, we don't have a formal DEI plan for general contractors. So, just so you know, I, I believe you're talking about contractors like Freeman and GES. Um, we work with them, but they are hired by the show. So, for example, the IMTS show, I believe GES was their contractor. Um, So we can't really dictate who they hire, but we definitely encourage them to be as uh, diversity responsible as we are. Great. Thank you. 